there's a lot more of you than it was last time that I was here. And uh, so I am excited. I am part of the family, okay? I'm the distant cousin, bigger brother, uncle, whichever one's the cool one in the family, I will be that. I will represent that here today. If you do have your Bible, if you would open up to John chapter 10, John chapter 10, we're going to read verses 1 through 14. We're going to go there in just a few minutes, but just to give you a little bit about where, uh, who I am, just so you know, my wife Stephanie is right there, babe, wave at everyone. She has a nice, a beautiful pink dress on. I have a pink shirt. We did not plan that. We're just like that. You know, we're locked in at that, that level. Actually, this weekend, we are celebrating 25 years of being married this weekend. I know what you're thinking. Pastor, you look like you're 28. Thank you. I'm not. I'm 47 years old, be 48 in December. I have four kids, and I have a son-in-law. My oldest daughter got married. I actually think I have a picture of all that. So that's my crew right there. And so that's Hunter all the way to the left. That's my youngest daughter, Mia, who is uh, running our student ministry, killing it. That's Ella uh, on the left side, y'all left side of me right there, my wife next to me. And that's my son all the way to the right, if you can't tell. And that's my youngest daughter right there. And uh, she, she just got her license. Pray. Pray. You know, every kid, all, all kid, your kids are so different, huh? My, my third daughter, that one right that she saw to the left just a second ago, whenever I was teaching her how to drive and, and in the process, I can't, she was scared about things and real tentative. And so uh, there's times we'd get on the road and I'd, I'd have to say, babe, um, so um, the speed limit's 45 and you're going 15, so we're gonna, need to, we're gonna need to bump this up a little bit, babe. My youngest, who I just met, I had to go a different approach with her. I said, hey, babe, when you turn and you hear your father's body slam against the side door, that means you're going too fast. You need to slow down. And Bo, they're the joy of my heart, man. But uh, man, 47 years of living and lived in two states. I'm from the New Orleans area and being married 25 years and man, the ups and downs of life. And as I think about all the ups and downs and I think of some of the challenges with our kids and God coming through with our kids, I remember the times of transition from one season to the next I remember not knowing, God, whether you're going to come through, and then he comes through. Or sometimes, God, are you going to come through? Then he seemingly doesn't come through because he has something better than what I thought on the scene. Or maybe my character's not ready, the ups and downs of life. And maybe you come in here today, and you're on the mountaintop, man. Life is good. Life, it is a blessing. It's great. Hey, it's awesome. I'm glad you're there. Or maybe you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death this morning, I want you to know that God, God is with you. I want you to know that he is faithful. I want to give you three things. Let me tell you three things that I have seen throughout the seasons of life and throughout everything in life is number one, God is faithful. He is faithful. He will do what he said he's going to do. And it's not because I'm a preacher. It's because I'm just a guy. I'm Jason. And I have just watched the faithfulness of God in my life. The second thing I'll tell you is God is active. He, he's moving. He's moving. Matter of fact, what I'm going to talk about today is, is going to show you some of this, how God is moving on all of our lives. And he's moving even when we're not. Yeah. By the way, that prodigal son, that prodigal daughter that you have, when you're not speaking to them, God is. God is. He's active. That's what he does. And ultimately, the title of my message today is this, is God has a way of making a way. God has this amazing way of making a way. And I just felt this as we were, as we were 
worship, and I want to tell you this. I want to tell you guys this. I know we spent a lot of time together. We, we, we ate more food last night. I don't know if it's y'all's custom to have the pastor sin, gluttony, and then have to repent in the morning to come. So I'm broken in my spirit as I come here. I'm not going to eat till Thursday. My Lord, it was so good. So I want to share this with y'all, but I want to share it in front of everybody. And I'll probably share it again next service. Y'all already have heard it, but I want your people to hear it is this, is God has been faithful to you guys. And he's faithful to this church. God, God has been active. He's active. He's moving. By the way, you know what a church is? The church is you. It's, it's not the address. So if I want to know how Raj Church is doing, how are you doing? And if I want to know, uh, and so if I ask how are you doing, then I know how Raj Church is doing. And so let's not get it twisted that it's some organization. Pastor Jason's talking about, the, no, no, I'm talking about you here today. God is faithful, God is active, and God has a way of making a way. He had a way of making a way here, and he's going to have a way of making a way y'all's next step, what it may be. You can be confident in that, that it's going to happen. I want to share one other thing with you guys as we jump into the scripture in just a moment. And I don't know how long you normally preach, but they put 16 minutes on the back back there. I'm like, them brothers trying to get me done around here. So I will move as quickly as I can in just a moment. But, uh, but I want to just say this. You don't always get an outside perspective to come in. This isn't normal. This isn't normal, what's going on in church around the world. Like the environment you're in, it's so life-giving. It's not normal. And we often have a bad habit of being in a season, and we're so consumed with the season that we're in that it's not until we get out of it that we look back and say, man, 2023 was a good year. We often think this, those were the good old days. Can I submit this to you? Today is the good old days for you. Matter of fact, why don't you look at the person next to you and say, today's the good old days for you. Embrace the moment. Embrace where God has you. John chapter 10, verse 1 through 14. I'm really excited about this message. I think it's really going to help you and build your faith and build your, your hope as you walk out of here today. And you'll be glad you came to church today. I already am glad. Man, what a worship time that was. But let's just jump into what Jesus said. Very truly, I tell you Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the shepherd. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers. They, excuse me, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and out and find pasture. The thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flocks and scatter it. 
The man ran, ran away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. God has a way of making a way. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for this word. Help me to share it. Help me to communicate it, God. Father, I pray what I, I pray before any time I, I ever have the privilege and honor to share your word. I pray, God, that if anyone hears me, they hear me. But if somewhere in this message, you take one of these moments, one of these points, something that's said, you anoint it and you take it and you place it in our hearts. When you speak, everything can change. And God, I pray everything would change in all of us today. In Jesus' name. And everyone say, amen. amen, amen. So I don't know if this ever happened to you. You ever have somebody come up to you and they say, you know, you remind me of someone or you remind me of someone. And I've had some people over the years come up to me and they say, you know, you remind me of someone famous. And I, I said, I'm like, yeah, I, I understand like The Rock, <laughs> you know. Denzel Washington, you know, something like uh, uh, somewhere around there, huh? And 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 for I don't know how many times I've been told this to the point that I've been borderline offended by it. I've had more people tell me, "You look like Billy Crystal." <laughs> Anybody remember Billy Crystal? Okay, all the younger generation doesn't know what I'm talking about. Billy Crystal, okay? They say I look like Billy Crystal. If I look like him, then I'm gonna need counseling. All right, maybe I do a little bit, but. And I have people, after I preach in particular, a lot of people tell me, you know, you remind me of a certain preacher. And, you know, I like to think of Billy Graham. Is that who I remind you of? Do I remind you of someone powerful, someone strong? They say, you remind me of Jesse Duplantis is what they tell me. Okay, now I am a Cajun brother and he's a Cajun brother as well, but I'm not taking up an offering for a plane. But anyway, so I just, I don't look. Come on, y'all know what I'm saying. All right. Move on, Jason. All right. That's all right. That's my last time speaking at Rice Church. All right. Anyway, it's all good. But, but Jesus in this moment is like comparing us to sheep. Like he's talking like, like you're a sheep. It's like, like we like to think, oh, well, when Jesus thinks of us, he thinks of like uh, the King David, someone powerful, right? That, that, that's what he's thinking about. We're actually referred to as as, as sheep. Do you know sheep? Let, let me give you a little information about sheep that maybe you, you didn't know. Did you know that sheep have no sense of direction? That explains a lot of you in here right now. I'm a geographically challenged folk in the house of God. So sheep are actually, they're defenseless. They have no defense mechanism. If they're attacked, they just stand there. There's nothing that they can, they can do. Did you know that sheep are emotional? Don't point that's what Jesus compares us to. He is comparing us to, to sheep. And sheep cannot get up without help. I think one of the best ways that really explains sheep, but explains us, what Jesus is talking about, is a viral video that came out a few years ago that most of you have probably already seen. And so I think we have it. Can you guys play that? So I'm trying to get out the way. Remember this? Oh, man, I'm stuck. I'm in trouble. Can y'all see over there? And kids say, you find, oh, oh, look, I'm stuck in this mess. I done got myself in something, Lord. Oh, no. Here it goes. He, finally getting them out. Get that little sheep out. It's taking a moment. Taking two moments. Oh, look, I'm free. Praise God. Thank the Lord. He's so good. He's so faithful. And Lord, oh, I did it again. <laughs> I did it again. Come on. Can anybody relate to that sheep in there? I know I can. I can. Uh, that, that, I mean, that's, so it compares us. To this, let me tell you a couple other things, though. Sheep 
know their shepherd's voice. Sheep are not meant to carry burdens. Sheep will actually settle for less. So if, if the shepherd is bringing them and there's a brook right in front of them, but right before they get to it, there's a little, pile, a little puddle of dirty water, they'll stop at the dirty water and they'll stop themselves from going. It's, they, they'll settle for, for less. And, but one other thing we see is sheep are in tremendously valuable. Tremendously valuable. Today, I want to preach a message to you. I want to share a word with you that I think is going to help you. And here's the good news. You don't have to do anything. You know, I, I, I preach a lot of messages, and I'm a pastor, and so, you know, I, I'm not evangelist. I'm a pastor, so I often will have these points to, hey, these are the things that, that God does his part, but these are the things that we need to do. These are the things that we need to need help with. I want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you completely, not by what you do, but I want to show you what God does. So I want to build your faith and your hope, and you're going to walk out of here with, man, I'm excited. You're going to walk out of here saying, man, I am ready to, to tackle the day, tackle the week. Man, I feel so much security, not because of anything that you've done. I want to show you what God does. I started this whole thing off by talking about the ups and downs of life and what God's brought me through. And I have hung my hat on several things. I've hung it on the word of God and what God says to us. But I want to give you three principles that the good shepherd does. I want to give you three principles that you can count on from the good shepherd. That when you walk away from here, you will know that this is what God's doing. So I'm not telling you what to do at all. I'm going to tell you what God does. We're the sheep and what Jesus does. And it's going to, it's going to help you. The first one is this. First principle, principle we can count on from the good shepherd. Number one is this, that God has a way of getting us where he wants us. God has a way of getting us where he wants us. John 10, three, and I'll just read through some of the scriptures we've already read. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him. The sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. I believe when we get to heaven, we're gonna find out even that much more how intricately involved God was in every step of our life. I think we're gonna go there thinking, well, I did this, I did this, I did this, and not even see that God was moving the chess pieces around us. And God was actively working on our behalf because God has a way of getting us where he wants us. Well, pastor, I've messed a whole bunch of things up. Guess what? He's so good. He's so powerful. He factored that in. Look all throughout scripture. Did David mess it up? Yeah. Yes, he did. Did Moses go outside of what God wanted him to do? Yes, guess what he did? He took that detour and he made it part of his destiny. That's what he does. He has a way of getting us where he wants us and he has a way of getting you where he wants you. Yeah, I, I messed things up, pastor, and I kind of went on this detour and, and we often think that when we walk away from God or we walk away from what God told us to do that all of a sudden he was absent. No, 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 he was right there in the midst of it. The reason that you're even here today is because he, he followed you. He's a hound dog of heaven. He comes at us. He has a way of getting us where he wants us. It's what, it's what he does. Some of you, you don't even know how you got to San Antonio. Like, how did I end up here? This was never part of the plan. Oh, yes, it was. It was part of God's plan and God's blessing. Some of you, you the fact that you're even in church is a miracle. If you knew my story, pastor, I don't need to know. I know God's writing the story. He has a way of getting you where he wants 
you. By the way, he has a way of getting your kids where he wants them. You can trust God with them. Remember my years when I, I came from a little small town called uh, Covington, Louisiana is where I came from. Uh, the, the New Orleans area, so there's, there's New Orleans. Then there's a big lake, Lake Pontchartrain. If you remember years ago, uh, Katrina, it's the water filled up in Lake Pontchartrain and poured into the city. And then on the north side of that is Covington Mandeville. And so we always call it the North Shore above the lake and the South Shore is what we called it. So I lived on the North Shore. That'll, that'll matter in just a moment in my story. And I grew up in a small little church. I, I grew up in a small assembly of God, come on, banner waving, running, shofar blowing. If you don't know, it's good, okay? It's all, it's all fine. I mean, I grew up in a radical, fun church, and I felt God uh, start to whisper to my heart over time, like, to be a student pastor. I was a youth pastor for about 20 years and loved every minute of it, still love student ministry. And, and I'm talking about God has a way of getting us where he wants us. As I'm praying and, and just, just, God, what am I supposed to be a youth pastor? What does that even look like? So I'm working with my dad. I'm going to, going to college at a local college right there. And one of my best friends decides he's going to go to a Bible college in Missouri. And I think, I, I think I might go with you. And so as we're riding up to, to Missouri to a little college, evangel college that they had up there, and we're praying, we're talking about maybe going up there together. As we're driving, I'm telling you, it's like the Lord spoke to me. What do you mean by that, Pastor? It just, it was such a strong impression in my heart. I couldn't miss it. To be honest with you, it's probably, I, I can think of a, a few times in my life where it was so clear, and this was one of them because it had to do with my destiny. And I, I, I just felt the Lord say, Jason, look to the South Shore. Remember, the North Shore and the South. Look to the South Shore. I'm like, what does that even mean? I don't even know what that means. And so we go to the college, we tour it, all that. And on the way back, I tell my friend, hey, I'm not gonna move up here with you. I feel like the Lord's really said, look to the South Shore. That's all I really know. And so I went back, still working with my dad, still going to college. Now I'm, I'm serving at my church. That's all I'm really doing. And for not just, oh, a door didn't open the next week. Months later, as I'm staying faithful with what God has in front of me, I remember I go to this I'm getting ready to go to this conference. And right before that, I had called the, the youth director in the state there, and they said, hey, put together a resume and send it to me, and I'll send it to some churches. And I thought to myself, and I did it. And to this day, I wish I had that resume. Like, what 20-year-old, what do I have on my resume at 20 years old? I went to school. The end. I mean, what, what is my resume? look like. I mean, I'm just curious what that thing looks like. It's, I wish I had it. And so anyway, so, so I went to go take the resume and put it in the mailbox. And I'm telling you again, I felt like the Lord said, don't put it in there. I'm going to show you it's me. I was like, oh, okay. I went inside. My dad was mad at me. My dad was like, Jason, God uses people. And I understand that. And he does. He uses people. And I, I, I get it, but I'm not supposed to do this, dad. How's this going to, how's this going to work? I don't know. So we, we go to this conference that we had every year, and there were 6,000 teenagers at this conference. They rented out a mall after one of the services, and we walk around the mall. It's like ants all over the place. And I'm walking around, and as I'm walking around, my friend who was with me, who would go up to Missouri on the way back, hey, I'm not going to be able to go. He says, look to the South Shore. This gentleman walks up to me, and he goes, what's your name? I said, Jason. He goes, what are you doing with your life? I said, I'm going to college right now. I'm, just, I'm actually leading worship at our church, and I'm just serving. He goes, now, what do you want to do with your life? I said, I feel called to be a youth pastor. He goes, really? He goes, I was standing over there, and I, was pr and I saw you, and I felt like the Lord said, said, he's the one. They have been praying for a, a youth pastor who can lead worship. 
He said, go talk to him. So he, so he walked up to me. He said, so we've been praying for a, a youth pastor who can lead worship. And the Lord told me, come talk to you. I was like. <laughs> so here was the question. I said, so where are you a pastor at? He goes, the South Shore. Would you pray about it? I said, sure. Okay, let's do it. You know, come on. I mean, God has a way of getting you where he wants you. Hey, do not despise where you are. Do not despise where you are. God has a way. Well, these people hold me back. When God opens the door, no man's going to be able to shut it. When God says it's time, it's time. Do not despise the day of small beginnings because this leads into to the second point that you can count on. You can count on that God has a way of getting you where he wants you. Second thing you can count on, you can count when God is doing something, he's doing something. When God is doing something, he's doing something. John chapter 10, verse four. When he has brought out all his own, watch this, he goes ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. Now, this is what a shepherd would do. A shepherd would guide his sheep to a certain field, and as they're feeding in the field, he would go ahead and look for the next pasture. And so while they were feeding on what they had in the moment, they would go and he would see what's next. Sir, ma'am, let me tell you what's happening. While God is doing something, he's preparing you for something. It's what he does. I wrote down this way. God is always doing something with us at the same time, he is preparing something for us. When God's doing something, he's doing something. Another quick story. I, was, I told you I was a church kid, grew up in church, and loved church. I'm like, I like got a PhD in church. I got like a triple doctorate in church. I love it, love everything about it. I came in here, I'm like, I want to see everything. I'm coming around, I want to see everything. When's, when's worship? Oh, I want to be out there for worship. I, I want it all. I just love it all. Love learning, and, and I just get it. I love it. And I, I was kind of like a, like call a gym rat, a church rat. I did it all. If they vacuumed the floor, I did it. If we had to mop, I did it. I remember serving in every, I served in kids ministry. I served in youth ministry. I served on the worship team. I played the drums. I played the keyboard. I tried to help in the back. I, I, did, I did all kinds of things and I loved it. I loved all of it. And, and I just did it and I did things. And there were certain, some things, but there was one thing I didn't really love. And I'll be honest, that was the video editing. I had to do video editing. As, I mean, I thought it was so cool. This was back in the, in the 90s when video editing was so cool and you had to do all these things. It was brand new. And so I remember I would, I would have to do our own thing. And so I did the video editing and, I, and, I, and, and it wasn't great, but I did it. I actually have an old clip of what I did way back in the day that I wanted to show you. I'm about to do full on public embarrassment to drive this point home. So I need everybody's lives to be changed when this point is over with, okay? So, so I, did, I did a spoof, a green screen of, uh, of Braveheart in, in this. I think we got it. Do we have a guy? Are y'all able to get it? Okay, here it is. My countrymen, they may take our lives, but they will never take our freedom! Lord, help us, Jesus. All right, altar call moment. Oh, wait, y'all, no, don't keep going. No, yeah, please. A certain level of embarrassment, you know? So I became a youth pastor, I told y'all, and that's all I ever wanted to do. 
I, I, I'm serving in this area, that area. I remember when they told me to serve in kids, man, I like offended parents and stuff. I didn't mean to. I didn't know what to do. I was in youth ministry, and whenever someone acted up in youth ministry, you just say, hey, hey, be quiet, disrespectful, get, I'll kick you out of here. That's why your parents don't love you. I mean, you just kind of, I'm joking. I didn't say that, but that, you'd be a hardcore, you know? So one time I'm speaking in kids because they asked me to speak in kids. The kid's talking. I'm like, if you don't be quiet, I'm going to kick you out of here right now. And now they're like, Pastor, you can't talk to the seven-year-olds that way. I'm like, what? They need to calm down, you know? And so, I mean, I learned, I learned all they say. Can I tell you what? I, I was asked to do it, and I didn't always love what I did, but can I, can I tell you what I didn't know? That one day, God would tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, I want you to go start a church. Yeah. I want you to go parachute where you don't know anyone. And then I get there, and a the team starts to come around. And they say, hey, well, what do you want the kids' ministry to look like? I know exactly what I want it to look like. Well, what do you want the worship ministry to look like? I know exactly what we need for the worship team. What do you need? I know exactly what we need. I know exactly what we need for this, that, that, that. And the, other. the whole time, you want to know why? Because while God was doing something, he was doing something. He's doing something in you right now, sir. Ma'am, something's going on in you right now. And you're just thinking it's for right now. And you need to know it is for right now, but it's not just for right now. Because when God's doing something, he's doing something. He's, he's always doing two things. He is one, he is using you for your current assignment while secondly, preparing you for a future assignment. So hey, don't just try to cut corners on your current assignment. Don't, just, don't cut short your faithfulness and what you're doing right now. Because the faithfulness and what you're doing right now will prepare you for what's in the future. And if we shortcut that, then God may have to swing us back around and give us another assignment that looks just like this one. Because God loves you too much to give you something that your character can't handle. And if you weren't faithful with now, you won't be faithful with that, although you think you will. And no, no, you won't. Because while God's doing something, he's doing something. And the final one is this. And our worship team can come up and play beautiful music to get me to stop. So God has a way of getting us where he wants us. While God's doing something in your life, he's doing something, preparing you something for your future. And the third thing that I love about the good shepherd is this. Jesus is in the middle of the mess. My 47 years of living, 25 years of being married and kids, and how many of you know this? There's no hard like kid hard. There's no pain like kid pain. There's... Nothing, kids are like it's, like, it's almost like kids are taking a piece of your heart, jumps out in front of you, flesh forms around it, and now a piece of your heart is living around you. It's, and to watch them go through stuff, you often say, God, give it to me. Well, I've learned the faithfulness. I've, I've, learned, I've learned about God the Father so much through it. And I'm grateful that God has a way of getting you where he wants you, but he has... When he's doing something, he's doing something. But here's the thing I'm so grateful for. God, he's in the middle of the mess. He, he's not running from the mess. He's in the middle of the mess. The times that I've been like, God, walking away from you. See, I, my struggle was this. I grew up in church. I knew about the grace of God. The guy who didn't know anything about God and came into church and God saved, I understood God had grace for him, but did he have it for me? I knew better and did it anyway. Jesus was in the middle of the mess. I gotta show you something about, about a shepherd that's critically important, but let me read, read the verse first. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. 
the hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. We do not have a hireling. It's Jesus. The wolf attacks the flock and they scatter. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. My sheep know me. And just as the father knows me, I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I want to show you something really interesting. It's actually referred to in verse 7. John chapter 10, verse 7, where Jesus says, I am the gate. He's talking about he's the good shepherd. He's the gate. Now, I have an actual picture of what a sheep gate looked like back then. Now, it's not put together. As you can tell, it's been run down for a long time. So you imagine a little bit higher, a little bit more closed in right there. But Jesus said, I am the gate. Let me explain what happened in those moments, what the shepherds would do. The shepherds would bring their sheep And as they would bring their sheep to the sheep gate, the shepherd would stand in front of the gate. And this is what the shepherd would actually do. When the sheep would come, he'd spread his legs like this and the sheep would go through his legs and he'd run his fingers throughout their wool. And if they had a spur or something that they had tripped over, that they had, they'd be able to grab it and bring it out. That's why it's so important, side note, to be in the presence of God to come to the house of God. How many times have I been in worship and the Lord just goes, oh, I'll take that offense out. Oh, okay, I'll take that right now. Oh, that burden that you're carrying, I'll take that too. And after all the sheep got into the gate, this is what the shepherds did. They would actually lay in front of the gate and this is where they'd sleep. And so they would protect the sheep. And the only way a sheep was going to get out if it came through me. And the only way the enemy is going to get in is if it comes through me. That's our Savior. He's in the middle of the mess. He doesn't run from the mess. He helps get the mess out. And he protects us. That's who he is. I don't know what you came with here today. But I want you to know God has a way of getting you where he wants you. Don't stress. You don't have to figure it all out. He has a way of getting you where he wants you. Hey, I want to I encourage you. Don't, don't despise what you're in. Stay faithful. Because why? He's doing something? He's doing something. And if you are walking through the valley of the shadow of death, you're not by yourself. Because the shepherd's in the middle of the mess. Can I pray for you? Would you close your eyes where you are? If you're here and you would just say, Pastor, let me tell you what I'm gonna do. I just, I'm gonna pray a word of encouragement over you is what I'm gonna do. But if you're here and you're just like, you know, Pastor, you talk about if I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm there. Maybe it's a diagnosis. Maybe it's a financial thing. Maybe it's even something deeper than that. Maybe you're tormented in your own mind. Maybe you're struggling because you've got everything you thought you would ever need and you're still empty. But you're just in the middle of it. If that's you, I want you to know the Lord is here. He's with you. And I want to pray a, I want to pray a message. I want to pray a word of encouragement over you. So if you're here today and you're like, Pastor, pray for me when you pray for this. 
and you're walking through that valley, the shadow of death. If that's you, and you ask, Pastor, would you pray for me? Would you lift a hand when I count to three? If that's you, hey, I'm walking through the valley. Pastor, pray a word of encouragement over to me. If that's you, would you lift your hand in one, two, three? I need it. I need prayer. I need prayer. Hands all over. I need it. I'm walking through it, Pastor. I'm walking through it. I'm walking through it. You can put your hand back down. I want everyone to look at me, especially those that raise your hand just now. I want you to know this. God knows where you are. He's faithful. He's active. He's going to get you where he wants you. He's doing something. And he's in the mess. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for your people. I thank you for each person who raised their hand just now. God, I thank you, Lord God, that you're not scared to get into it, Lord God. You did. You sent your son Jesus to come and die on a cross for us that we might have a high priest, that, that he's not unable to sympathize with our weakness, but been tempted in every single way. Father, I pray for each person that feels that, God, that they're walking through it, Lord. They're trying to figure it out, Lord Jesus. And they may feel alone. They may feel discouraged, God. They may feel overwhelmed by things, God. I pray right now, God, you would just take that burden off of them, Lord Jesus. Lord God, that your spirit, God, you came to, to bring truth. You came to bring life. God, I pray they would feel that life abundantly right now. God, I pray they would feel like a million pounds is coming off of their chest and off of their shoulders right now. And I pray the life of Jesus would come into them right now. God, I pray hope would rise in their heart right now. Faith would rise in their heart right now, Lord Jesus. And we'd walk out these doors more confident than ever, God, not because of how awesome we are, but because know how awesome you are and what you're doing, Lord God. In Jesus' name, I pray that blessing. And everybody said, amen, amen.